What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Hawk Show. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Break layers and ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. You know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door is supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. Yo, 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 yo. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? What's good with y'all, man? It's been a minute since your boy went live. But I'm back, man. Had a lot of running around to do. Matter of fact, still got a lot of running around to do. But we're here, man. I thought I'd do a podcast episode today, a live one. Uh, all right, Blaze, I got you. Um, so, yeah, man, welcome to the Ballhawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amal Hawkins. As always, man, definitely appreciate y'all taking time out today to join live on Facebook or YouTube to be a guest analyst on the show. Just use the link in the description. I'll link you in and we can start you know, diving into the hot takes in sports. We'll be talking more NFL football today, man. I got a lot of things I definitely want to discuss. Um, it was a meme put out there that uh, was comparing Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson the past year or two. For all you stat geeks out there that just be ruining sports, all these damn advanced analytics and stuff. Y'all just don't know how to watch film. You got to get some damn stats in there. Like stats tell the whole story. And that's all you want to hide behind some damn stats. Because you don't watch TV. You just look at box scores and advanced analytics. Because y'all, you know, that's just what it is. But uh, make sure you subscribe to the show, man. Make sure you go. On iTunes, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, subscribe to the Ball Hawk Show. Go to YouTube. My new channel is up, the Ball Hawk Show. Um, it's two point. It's not two point but it's the two point version because the last one got sniped. But uh, yeah, man, we back at it again. Uh, shout out to the sponsors, Abra Insurance. Go to abrainsurance.net for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, life insurance. The great people you see it right there at Able Insurance, man. Also, Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Use that promo code right there that's on the ticker, the Ball Hawk Show, for 20% off of your total order at manscaped.com. I see my dog P. Diddy in the queue. I'm going to get him in here soon. So the first thing I wanted to do, right, I wanted to show you guys a video that I thought was very intriguing to me. And it's about the hiring of black coaches by another black coach that hasn't been taking place. And my dog, Uncle Shay, don't never let me down, bro. He don't never let me down. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen so y'all get, God dang it, I did it too early. Hold on. Let me, let me share my screen with y'all so y'all can see what I'm talking about. But Yo, he, he, shout out to Shannon Sharp, man, because he laid out something that it got me looking at a, you know, a coach that I respect 
got me saying, hmm. And um, I know we always put heat on the Rooney Rule. It's amazing because it's the Rooney Rule, and we in Pittsburgh, and we talk about Mike Tomlin. If y'all didn't see this, check this out, my man. That's not. Shannon Sharp. A black offensive or a black defensive coordinator. Now, this is what he said. He says, I always do what's in the best for our organization. I believe in hiring from within in most cases. I'm highly sensitive to it, but I don't regret having a black coordinator. Skip, what the hell do you think those other teams are saying? They're hiring the best person for the job. You're doing exactly what you say they should not do. I'm not letting you off the hook with this, Mike Tomlin. You are in a position to hire black people. You have not done that. So I'm not going to let you throw stones at everybody else. You make some very compelling point, but you're the wrong messenger to be be delivering Mm. this message. Until you hire people of color, I don't care nothing about no hire from within because I've seen you going outside and hire. If I'm not mistaken, Todd Haley was not within that organization. You hired outside of that. So don't don't give me that you always hire within. You could have because you're in a position to do so, but you have not. And you use the very argument that they use against us. I hired the best person for the job. I hired from Mm. within the organization. So miss me with that. Let me look at it from another perspective. I was also thinking about this. Maybe Mike Thomas in a situation where he looks at it like, hmm, (laughs) I'm a black head coach, but I can't have too many of us because then what are they going to think? Because we get that a lot of time. I've been in situations, Skip, where you've been black. And the thing that you don't... That's a good point. But I'm going to let it keep going. I'm going to let it keep going. I'm going to get you in here, Rock. They're blackening it up. And so maybe Mike Tomlin is afraid, like, well, okay, I'm here. We're good and that's good enough. But it's not good enough, Mike, because guess what? The majority of the white coaches, they feel their staff... Bruce Arians is the exception. Bruce Arians is not the norm. To have a black OC, a black DC, a black special teams coordinator, two women, full staff, he's the anomaly. He's not the norm. Mike Tomlin is the norm. Where where he's black, but he hire all white. And mostly whites hire normally all white. Bruh, Mm. you keep talking about, I don't know what's going on, but tell me what's going on in your thinking. You keep hiring from within. How did that work out for you? Since yeah. you hired from within, how did that work it out for you? Yeah, Shannon, what do you we say? You have one the, great Bruce Arians. Yeah. Bruce Arians should get an award. Bruce Arians, so Tampa should get the the, the, the picks that the NFL says, well, if you hire a black GM and OC, <laughs> the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers should get an extra five picks <laughs> in the top four rounds <laughs> doing what they've done because nobody else has done that. Mm. And that seems to me, you know what, Skip? And they won the Super Bowl. So now what's the excuse? A black guy called a play, Byron Leftwich. Now he's gonna need to get a job next year. Now oh, I'm gonna need to know why. Yeah. The DC, Todd Bowles. Yeah. He's gonna need to get a head coaching job next year, or I'm gonna need to know why not. A mm. second. Keith one. Armstrong yep. need to be in line for an offense or defense. Because thank you, Skip. Bruce <laughs> Arians got a second chance, and he's older than Marvin Lewis. No. They talk about Marvin Lewis's age. Bruce Arians got a second chance of a head job, and he's older than Marvin. Mm. Great point. So don't give me that, Mike Tomlin. You 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 perpetuate the stereotype. You feeding that beast. Mm. That argument that they use against us, you fed right into it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get, get you know, get the panel in here. Yeah. Mm. That's how we starting the show off. Yeah. I mean, first of all, before we start the show off, 
I mean that this is what was served. Sip the juice. I got enough to go around. It was a lot of juice being served to uh, Mike Tomlin, courtesy of Shannon Sharp, a.k.a. Uncle Shay Shay, Uncle Club Shay Shay, Alligator Jordan, Lake of Color Shay Shay. What's y'all thoughts on what old Shay Shay had to say to Mike Tomlin, man? My thought is I, I agree with Shannon, and the thing is I think we do overlook – uh, Mike Tomlin position because you know we keep advocating for black head coaches, but we don't drill down into you know how much power he has. And because I think with his job, he's been on the hot seat, so everybody like, man, don't let Tomlin go, man. We don't have number one more black coach or two more black coaches coaching, so he does have responsibility. And he and like Shannon saying, he putting him on a he putting him on the hot seat now, like. Kind of like what I say, put you on the grill, man. We're making it hot, man. You got to, Mike Tomlin, what you going to do? Because your job, you know, has been, you know, to, to push the, the narrative forward. And how have you helped? Because once you bust the door down, who else can you say you catapulted? Because when we go back to Tony Dungeon resume, look at Tony Dungeon resume, how many black coaches came from underneath his umbrella, you know, and he can say he done that. Can you say that, Tomlin? I say, I say no. Mm. What's up, Rock? What you got? Ah, boy, 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 boy. Shannon, I, I saw that this morning. Shannon was on point. And the thing that we keep, I, I think we keep messing up with is we keep on, like I said, we keep going after this head coach thing, head coach thing, right? And it, it's kind of like construction, bro. You ever roll somewhere and like, man, we in that building come up right there. Like, when they do that. Mm -hmm. But all you see is the building, really, because you're so busy uh, with your life. You don't pay attention to the small stuff to that. That thing probably 15 years in the making. Somebody had to come up with an idea first and people had to put plans in motion and in action. If we will stop just focusing on. Let's put a building right here, right now. Like, buildings don't just appear right here. In your mind, they do, but something took place. If we start just muddy up the water for, for, for a bad time, man, let's start hiring so many black people that you got no choice but that's the, that's the pool you can pull from. So now this is where your head coaches and everything come from because instead of trying to turn all these head coaches black, Let's turn all their position coaches and, and coordinators and stuff black and now see what they have to choose from. That's mm. the only reason. That's the only reason I had to root for the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. I was saying this before they went to the Super Bowl. Instead, Bruce Arians got all these black folks on his staff. That would mean more for the that will move the needle more far as the black agenda inside the NFL than seeing the great Patrick Mahomes win another Super Bowl and be on pace to catch Tom Brady, right? Mm -hmm. So that that's the only reason that I wanted Tampa Bay to win and every other reason was for the Chiefs. But having that all-black staff was powerful and hopefully it will start a trend to where, you know what, let me get the let me get the guys that I'm trying to coach, right? Some people that look like them, who can relate to them, who can get messages across to them, a chance to help me be successful. Mm, no doubt. 
Shake, what's good with you, man? What's your thoughts on the little bit that you heard with Shannon Sharp challenging Mike Tomlin and his inability to bring in uh, black coordinators? Like, we hold the other uh, Caucasian head coaches accountable when they don't bring in, you know, black coaches. Tell them about the gun now, boss. Man, <laughs> boy, Shannon bought them bullets today, boy. Like, <laughs> I'll be, I be liking to hear that type of talk, you know, and he can talk that talk because, you know, he, he's been in that league where three-fourths of them players, you know, is looking like us. Like, we can play the game at, at a Hall of Fame level, but for mm-hmm. some reason can't coach the game, you know what I'm saying? Or, or can't go upstairs in the box you know, behind the doors and, and be the, the GMs and and make the contracts. Like, it, it don't make sense to me, but what he said today made a lot of sense. And, and uh, Tomlin, man, you looking like uh, looking like Django, man. It was, it, we sick. <laughs> we sick, man. That's why you looking at me right now. Hey, can I ask y'all this, though? Go ahead. Mike is normally great with the media. He's normally... Good and calculated, good punchlines and everything. Can he respond to this? It, it's no positive in him responding to Shannon in this. Like yeah. this is this is this, this is a body. We we'll call it a body bag. Like you can't <laughs> zip him up. Yeah, zip him up. Uh, I, mean, like, that, I don't even think he man. thought it through. He couldn't have um, thought this through. I mean, uh, Kirk Hillis said that is interesting. Tomlin should be asked if the person within the organization was indeed the best hire. Ed Tomlin, his dad, probably has some input into him. Mike is a great human being. How many people has Shannon Sharp hired? Oh, zero. Todd Bulls should be a head coach, left which, in my honest opinion, needs a little more experience. Um, thanks for your feedback, Kirk. What what we got? What we can't do is. So, Kurt, here, here's my rebuttal to that. Why are we worried about who Shannon Sharp hired? He's holding them accountable like we do white coaches. Mike Tomlin is a head coach. We always say how black coaches aren't getting hired. You have a black head coach. We have been turning a blind eye to the non-minority hiring by Mike. And Shannon just finally said, yo, we gotta, we can't be hypocrites. You 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 been there for what? How long you been there? A decade? Right. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Come on. That's all we saying. You get a guy to get a second chance in Bruce Aarons, and what'd he do? He go against all the way against the grain. He got multiple both his coordinators are black. He got women on the staff. I mean, so instead of us trying to attack what Shannon has done as far as hiring, that doesn't even if we Go and say, yes, Shannon didn't hire any. Shannon's right. Like, Mike, we got to hold you accountable in that aspect. Yes, you can be a great human being. You could be all these great descriptors that you want. But at the end of the day, if we're saying, hey, it's messed up that Eric Bianney be not getting hired. It's messed up that this black coach ain't getting hired. Wait a minute. We got a black head coach. What's going on? You know what I'm saying? Zara said he don't need to reply. There are some good points, but why should I reply to a person on social? What? Because he replied um, to Antonio Brown in the locker room, so you know. Yeah, so Shannon Sharp is not on social media. Shannon Sharp is on a show. He's oh, a this, is, this is the hater, ain't it? 
Yeah, he here now. There you go. So go. I couldn't understand what you were saying, bro, when you just said he don't need a reply because reply to a person on social media, but Shannon isn't on social media. Oh no, that's 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 Darian. That ain't that ain't uh. No, I'm saying no. What you talking about right now? I'm like, he tried to lie you up. I tried to lie you up. I did. I did. I did. I tried to lie him up. I did, yo. Where this hostility coming from? You know what I'm saying? I did. I did. Get him, dog. Try to get him. My bad. I know Zar. His his. He got old ass equipment, so you know. Battle rap bag. I see. You know what I'm saying? Man, relax. You know, I know Cast versus Hit, man. I know you're excited. I mean, not really, but kind of. You know, the energy is back. You know what I'm saying? You know, Cast is one of the greatest ever. So, so we, we just going to leave it at that. I got something else I want to throw at y'all since we having, we having fun. All right. I got, another, I got another post I put up today that people didn't like, but I know y'all going to like. So here we go. Y'all ready for this? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna share this because people love stats. So I said, why, why not? Why not share a stat that I know people are not gonna respect, but it's a stat that they like to use. Oh yeah, I saw I that. How y'all like that right there? Can y'all see that good? Can't hate on it. Let me let me oh, go, yeah? let me go full screen. Yeah yeah. Oh, that kind of oh. looks Siamese. It kind of looks Siamese <laughs> to me. It it you looks know? like bait. It looks like bait. Oh, it's definitely bait, but these are the numbers everybody love to talk about with quarterbacks. They love to say quarterback right. record. They love to say touchdown interceptions. They love to talk about completion percentage, and then they go quarterback rating. Mm-hmm. And touchdowns. Look, look but we like always wins. go to wins. Everybody always go to wins, though. They go to win. So, what's y'all, what's, okay. you know, well, I, I just trying to see what the people in the chat going to say, because a lot of people dug this graphic. They didn't like it. Well, it didn't fit the narrative. That's that's what it was. People don't like the truth. Yeah. People don't like the truth. It didn't fit the narrative. You know what I'm saying? Everybody already got a narrative on Lamar Jackson. So you already know, you know, that's going to be that's going to be something. And then like you already know like they Zara, already. Somebody like Zara said Lamar can't throw, right? Mm-hmm. But how you got two less touchdowns than the dude who we all say got a special arm? Some don't add up. Very true. Why these stats? Because one of them, mm-hmm. mama and dad, and neither one of them is white. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you could say because some of them, one of them, their mama is the manager, which is Lamar. His mama is the manager. Well, you know, with the NFL or even pro sports, they pick who they want the golden boy to be, right? So, oh, yeah. Oh, of course. So, so right now, Pat Mahomes is in the driver's seat. So Lamar is totally opposite of what they look for in a quarterback because they're so scared he's going to transition that quarterback position into where you have to be able to be mobile. You have to be like the stand in the pocket, stand straight up. They, they so scared. That's going to go away. That's why the the guys was, even though they won't be high-fiving in front of us, they was high-fiving so hard for Tom Brady to win because he pushed the narrative that you, you don't need a mobile quarterback to win. Mm. Hey, but who's to say, but who's to say that he can't do that though? That's no, 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 no. You right. That's not what he's saying. It's a bigger picture. Right. The reason why they, the reason why they want the black athletic quarterback with dreads, gold teeth, or anything out there in the forefront is because if that guy starts showing that this is the way that you win, 
they're out of a job. Right. <laughs> and they're out of the highest-paying position in the business. There you go. <laughs> so it's a bigger picture than that. Cause you got you got to understand that. Cause look at the draft now. With um, even though the BYU quarterback is mobile, or he is like he not he not a stick. He does move, but compare him to Justin Fields. Look who they all of a sudden. Mel Kiper is pushing as a number hey, first quarterback. Of all, first, first of all, it's BYU, bro. BYU, bro. Say it again. Uh, I said, this Shannon Sharp tell Skip Bayless we can't call me and Dick no more. <laughs> yeah, he said he said he can't call people Dick no more. <laughs> I will say this, Mel Kiper, uh, he pitched a fit and defended Justin Fields the other day. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. He said that because everybody, he said the scouts not doing their job, but he has projected the, the kid from the other, the, the kid from BYU to go number two. And then now he got Fields, I think, three Trey Lance is four. So the mobile quarterback is coming and he's been here, but now they they so scared that that position is gonna go away to to just straight us or either what doesn't look like the normal average kid. Because if you look at the white boys that's playing quarterback back in the day, I mean, can they run like Lamar? Can they move like Lamar? But what Lamar is proving and all these quarterbacks is proving, if you fit the scheme to me. Don't come in and say, I'm going to make you play how I want you to play. Mm -hmm. I'm going to quarterback my – I'm going to make my scheme to fit what you do best. That's what all Bill Belichick been doing for years. Okay, you can run. Shit, I ain't coming in there asking you to throw it 50 times. We're going to draw this thing up and let you do what best to win. So that quarterback winning stat, like you said, has been used to push the narrative so much, but it doesn't break down everything because – if I win 20 games but Rock my quarterback and Rock got 300 yards rushing for 20 games in a row, but I still get credit for the win, who really winning? Mm. Yeah, hey. see, yeah, so These are the same. They, go ahead, go they, ahead, Rock. My bad. They have to be careful because, like I said, everything is always a bigger picture. When it comes to the sport we love, which is football, and it comes to race, a uh, race can be extinct from a particular position. At one point, blacks was extinct from quarterback. Whites was extinct from running back and wide receiver and defensive back. We recently just started getting uh, a good white running backs back. We ain't seen a good white DB since Seahorn. Mm. We uh, and you know white receivers that step back on the scene. Uh, you know within the last eight to ten years or so. So what I'm saying is, like, they're like, man, if we don't be careful with this, with how we push this thing and how we make the rules, if we cater the rules to where it benefits a certain ethnicity, we'll end up pushing a group of guys that we like, that that, that white guy with the strong jawline that we want to put out there in the front, they're going to push him out of football. It's no room in football for Tom Brady or a lot of white guys Outside of quarterback and offensive lineman, and that's just the truth. What up, uh, Zar? What's good with you? What's what's going on, kid? Oh, good, bro. Girl. Girl. Hey, man, I just want to play your theme song. Hey, 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 let's not play here something we go. Soon you come in here. Share it with me. It's on the fireworks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I gotta play the greatest artist of all time. 
know what I'm saying? Oh, from the movie oh, Above the Rim. You know what I'm saying? Oh, really? Yeah. Go ahead. You do that, man. Here we go. Uh, I'm enjoying the. I'm enjoying the. Uh, I'm enjoying the dialogue, the talk, man. Yeah, the dialogue. But I'm gonna just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw some spice in the room real quick. Salt. What kind of spice? Yeah. Salt. Hey, 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 let me tell you something real quick. Hey, let me tell you something. Everything can't be black. God damn, mm. y'all kill everything can't be black all the time, bro. You do man. need some division. You do need some division when it comes to your. I'm not saying division. You do need diversity. Okay, mm-hmm. and I understand people saying, "Oh, you need more black coaches. You need this. You need that." But some of the, the way some of y'all coming off, everything can't be black. Come on, bro. Everything just can't so be black because black. So know, I, just, I agree on, with you, man. but but why do they keep you on to us when they don't hire black? They go, they hire the best man for the job. When we look around, we look around the the room and it started like look at the dudes that just got hired in Detroit. Look at the dude that just got hired in Philly. I mean, we don't know nothing about these coaches, but they the top guys now. But you're going to tell me everything can't be black, and I'm cool with that. But get the best man the job though. That everything I, I can be black. You. I agree with you. Because the that. Negro Leagues was all black, and it was it was <laughs> proper more than Major League Baseball. So <laughs> I, I agree with you on that. Um, as far as the Detroit and Philly head coaching, they need some PR. They need some PR training. They need something because the way they came off of them interviews, straight idiots. You know what I'm saying? Like I like you said, we don't know nothing about those coaches. I wish uh, Philly. And Detroit, one of them with a higher Eric B. Enemy. I'm, I'm on his side, but I mean, when, when we say like, okay, let's say uh, the Tampa Bay uh, team, everybody black. I get that, but it's not everybody's just black. Everybody's young and experienced, like ex-players. Let's don't forget that. So, like Rock was saying, you can come across these coaches and these these position coaches. Can actually come across and talk to a defensive tackle because because the position coach just finished playing probably five six uh, ten years ago. You can relate, you know, versus these old foggy coaches that come in there. You know, they've been coaching for twenty years. They don't lost touch. So I agree with Rock on that. You know, I ain't here to just you know throw fire in the conversation. I'm here to agree and you know give my opinion. That's all. Go ahead and continue, uh, fellas. But you just said everything don't need to be all black. But you're cool with them hiring these no-name white boys. The problem is, the problem is it's a leash. Yeah, like it's, a, hey, it's such a short hey, leash. Hey. It's a short leash on us, no, bro. That's bro. the look, look, that's the whole problem. What up? What up, Mike? What up, Hawk? What up, Hawk, man? What's going like, on? When it like, comes to um, what what's the coast? What's the coast that was in Detroit? Matt Patricia. What's the coach in Detroit uh, a couple years ago? The black dude? Black dude. Carwell. Carwell. No. Got him to the playoffs. Oh, he's an old man. The black dude. <laughs> oh, well, we just said it. That, that's the problem I got. His, his connection with messing some, up. some uh, organizations. He was basically getting Detroit. <laughs> so, what? The- what? <laughs> Hey, yo, man. Cat will. Cat was one of those coaches I was rooting for because they didn't have they didn't have the best season all the time. They didn't have the best season all the time, but he got Detroit every year. Basically, Detroit improved, man, and they still can. So I see how many what you're times- saying. That's one of the issues I have right there about the solution. 
to me, how many times to, to me, Detroit like, is a death trap. How many coaches are you know, like, as far as but, black coaches, are going to have to keep going? Like, as far as like, they get fired from these head coaching jobs, and then you got to wait another four years playing under the. Uh, you got to be an assistant coach for so long or defensive coordinator for so long just for you to get your shot back again. Where you got these other white coaches that you know what I'm saying they get fired for one job and get over to the next job. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's, it's, it's to the point now they try to push guys out. You see what happened to Lovey Smith. That's Lovie all I'm saying. Lovey Smith great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's crazy how they, you know, it's crazy how they do things, man. I mean, you see what happened with, let's see, like a Lovey Frazier. Lovey Frazier, you know what I'm saying? He got pushed out of a job. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, freaking, who else? Look at Wilkes. They gave Wilkes a year. It's crazy. Yeah. Let me get my man Blaze in here. Mike, what's, what's your thoughts, man? We we basically, uh, we shared the Shannon Sharp video when he was challenging Mike Tomlin, holding him accountable for his lack of hiring minority coaches since he's been at um, Pittsburgh. And then I showed the graphic for the people who love stats. Um, on how close Lamar and Patrick Mahomes were similar in like wins, completion percentage, throwing touchdowns, and overall touchdowns. But um, mm-hmm. if you have something you want to talk about, you can share that as well. Well, as far as like the black coaches are concerned, I gotta I gotta charge it, you know, hold them responsible for taking these piss poor jobs to begin with. You know, you're in a situation where you're getting your first, and I understand it's about an opportunity. You want to be a head coach. But you also got to understand what you're taking over to as well. So perfect situation is what Eric Bien- is in mm-hmm. in Kansas City. You want a situation like that where you have something in which to build with. Because any reason not going to be, I don't think, in KC a long time. So Eric Bieniemy has an opportunity to take over that. As far as what the last person said about Jim Caldwell, anytime you got a New England head coach that's on the market, like if you're a head coach, if you're if you're a general, man- general manager in Detroit and you know that Matt Patricia – or Josh McDaniel, Josh McDaniel is up for they want to be a head coach. You're gonna hire him because it's the New England way. You know, mm-hmm. New England head coaches are hot right now. So it's nothing against Jim Caldwell. Detroit just seen an opportunity where, you know, Matt Patricia is on is available. I'm gonna get the New England way. So I don't I, I gotta charge some of the black head coaches that want these jobs, man, because they know they're dead in jobs. Todd Bowles should have no way in the world took that that head coaching job at New York. There's no way, no, no way in the world you should have took that. Mm. You know what I'm Richard, saying? I mean, because... Go ahead. You're saying that, like, they have another option. The NFL is, is no other league other than that, you know, to that's mm-hmm. the ultimate of the ultimate. Like, you have to, like, in order to affect China, it's kind of like the Jay-Z situation when he even got with the NFL. Yeah, people mad, some people happy, but, like, if you want to change something, it's nothing I can do unless I'm on the inside. You get what I'm saying? Like, those guys are not in a fair shape. They're not in the same opportunity to build a team. It's kind of like with college. Most of the mm-hmm. time when a coach would get hired in college, they'll mm-hmm. wait till his recruiting class come around right. before they pop them. Well, they're not getting those opportunities in the NFL when they're black. They're going to these Rudy Poo teams because if it's a good team, they don't have any, they're not going to find a head coach. So you go to a sorry team more than likely. And then it's like you draft well, 
Look at San Diego and stuff. You draft a good quarterback, good young quarterback, and what they do, they fire you anyway and let somebody else come in and coach you. Man, it, it's, it's, they're doing this on purpose, bro. If we sit up here and act like it's just part of, of the business, to me, it's a racial undertone to it. Simple as that. I mean, there is, there, 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 there is too. But I think, like the coaches, like Ty Bowles, that's getting their first opportunity. You just have to look from the Jim, the the uh, Jim Caldwell situation. You know, if you get, you know that if you you get a head coaching job and you take over a piss poor team, you know your window of opportunity is. I mean, your um your rope is really really short at that point. So sometimes you got to practice patience, and it may not come, you know, when you want it to come, but you have to wait for the right situation because you know the odds are stacked against you. So. Um, but when is the right situation gonna come, Mike? Because if you sit around and these guys are waiting, like look mm -hmm. at um, like there'll never be another Marvin Lewis. The what what the Browns gave him an opportunity to do, right? Because let's just be honest. Let's if we look at Bill Cowell's resume. Bill Cowell had a a path of seventy nines, eight and eights before right. they got back to winning, but they gave him an opportunity with the black coaches. Soon as the window, like even with um Hugh Jackson in Cleveland, like. Mm -hmm. Cleveland was trash. He changed the culture, but when it was getting close to even trying to turn over something, Dorsey pretty much put him in, put him in, um, make a baby against each other. So now one got to go. So the black coaches, they kind of get the pick from the slim of the litter. So we don't know when they're going to ever get their chance again. I mean, you can look at it both ways. I can't, I can't, I can't dispute that. I just think sometimes, I think, um, when you take these when you take these jobs from a team that's only fifteen or one in fifteen and you want that head coaching job, you already know what comes with the territory. You know that rope is really, really short. And I just think that sometimes, you know, and it, it may not come up, but that's what comes along with it because you know that the, the, the deck is stacked against you. So and I, I want to it's tough it's tough. I want to address tough, um, address the the comment shared by Ed in the stream and then we get my man blazing here. He says is we had the best person for the job, Cole for we had the best person. We had the person we were most comfortable with who may or may not be the best guy. Oh, Ed said something real. I think that's a, I think that's a great assessment right there, Ed. And I think that's what it boils down to. Are you comfortable with the hire? Like, somebody said something the other day. It was on one of the talk shows. And they said, majority of the time you get these in a sense, uh, sons or uncles or nephews of somebody who's been in the league during the good old boy days, and it's like a bloodline. And it's like nothing's really changing because unless their mindset isn't like their predecessor's mindset, then you really won't see change. The only time you see change is if you get that new mindset within that organization and it's allowed to spread. So that's what we're trying to pay attention to and Tampa with not only the hiring of minorities, but the hire of women on the staff. And you know, you, you, you won the Super Bowl, so you feel like that should propel you, but it has to be sustained as well. So I know you gain a Super Bowl victory, but if Tampa doesn't capitalize and still be very competitive and knock on the door in the Super Bowl two and three more years, then they're just gonna say you was Millie Vanilla. You just a one hit wonder, you got lucky. It's not sustainable. So Blaze, what's good with you, bro? What's up, my guy? Dylan, man, what's your thoughts on on this discussion of just uh, you know Mike Tomlin being under the microscope of his lack of hiring of minority coaches, and should a black head coach be obligated to hire his own, like we do with the Caucasian head coaches? 
I mean, I saw what Shannon said. And I mean, he kind of spoke a little truth. For one, the guy that just put the comment on here, Ed, I completely agree with what he just said. Took a lot of what I was about to say. But you feel me? It, it's, we all know how the NFL is. It's the business. And, you know, you know, Pittsburgh, I went to college out there. And it's predominantly, you know, a white area. So I don't even know if, you know, it would be comfortable for the area to see a whole black staff. Even though Mike Tomlin been there, how is the fans going to react? You know, and mm -hmm. is that going to bring a backlash against the franchise? So the franchise might not even be comfortable bringing in them people. You never know. Tomlin could have suggested it. Like, I got this guy. I got Byron. You know, Byron was a former Steeler. I got this guy. You know, can I get him in there? And we don't know what goes on because I don't think Tomlin's a guy who's going to spill what goes on behind the scenes. It's not really the Steeler way. You feel me? So yeah, he could have tried to do it, but we just don't know about it because you go to the front office and, hey, Mike, I don't know. Once again, like Ed said, we're not really comfortable with that because if we had a, a, a predominantly black staff, then, you know, the whiter people that support us in Pittsburgh may, you know, bat their eyes at us or something like that. And even though, you know, some people try to avoid that racism still exists in sports and even in NFL, that shit is still there. That shit ain't going nowhere yet. Mm -hmm. And even it was cool to see Tampa and them do it. But even like you just said, Tampa has to sustain that for barriers to start coming down. One year is cool, but one year never broke down barriers. They got to mm -hmm. keep that sustained excellence that they had going for at least the next two to three years for barriers to really start coming down and people to open their eyes like, hey, what's going on in Tampa is working. Let us try to start biting what they're doing and get more minority guys in here. We all know, you know, as minorities that it should be a shitload of minority coaches in the NFL right now, especially at the head coaching position. But right now it's just not going. So, you know, I, I support Bruce Arians and them for what they're doing, but they're going to have to keep doing it. And, you know, it's a copycat league. If they keep doing it and say they win the next two, three Super Bowls or at least get there, now people in the NFL are going to start mimicking them, hiring more females, hiring more minorities, and taking more minorities serious as a head coaching candidate than, you know, what they're doing right now. So I don't fully blame Tomlin because we don't know what happened behind the scenes. Tomlin could have suggested to hire more minority guys and, they just said no, you know, and I don't think Tom is the type of coach who's going to put that business out there. He's more of a what goes on behind the scenes stays behind the scenes. We don't put that in the media. Hmm. Hey, Blake. Hey, Blake. I'm going to say, Blaze, I agree and disagree with you. We do not know. Uh, a bad, a bad patch, right? Drive to a, a bad area. Go ahead, Diane. Oh, nah, it seems it seemed like every other year they be they be gunning for Tomlin, man, for whatever reason. True, you know what I'm saying? And I, I feel like you know we we don't know exactly what goes on behind closed doors, like how Blaze was saying when they do come to Tomlin, man. And I, I feel like yo, the man's lasted this long for a reason, you know? I would think that, you know, somebody especially coming up from Newport News, he probably would want to get more of us in there. But, mm. you know, we never know the type of situation or things that go on. And I think it was, for me, personally, I think it was kind of wrong uh, for Shannon to go there. But, I mean, Thomas always seems like an easy target when it comes to stuff like this, you know? Yeah, but, I agree. Because even when I watched it, 
and I notice it like every offseason. I'm like, why do they keep trying to bring Tomlin down? Like Tomlin's not the GM. Tomlin's the coach. And I know he has a say so. Yeah, I know he has a say so, but Mm -hmm. if he brings it to the GM and they say no, what more can he do? And I guess people, a lot of people are probably assume because of the Rooney rule and the origin of the Rooney rule and where he's at. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, I definitely it, it is some it is moving parts that we don't know about. So we are definitely making an ex- assumption. So, you know, I just thought Shannon did bring up, you know, good points. And, and I thought his 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 points were valid. It's just like you said, it was it's more to it, but it, it, it doesn't look good for Mike. When you're out here, because for years we have been out here. Like, go ahead, Rock. I was gonna say, but why we we're the only race that's always so apologetic about being black and being for us. They don't do it. They don't give a yeah. fuck how we They're feel about the Now I agree with you. I'm tired of seeing that shit. You don't have yeah, to apologize for, for loving your so, culture, for being who you are. You don't have to be apologetic. If we got an all-black staff, either you love the Steelers or you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, either you love the Steelers or you don't. My thing is until we stop being apologetic for being us, they're not going to respect us like that. They're not apologetic about being me. They want an all-white staff and won't think twice about it. When they know a black guy is better for the uh job, they're hiding and sunning laws and stuff just because they like, you know what? We're gonna keep this thing in the family, man. This multi million dollar business, we're gonna keep bringing our family through this. Uh, this a this a product of Andy Reid. This a pro- you see what I'm saying? Like, these these up here wondering if somebody like us or not. We gotta stop doing that. We got to, yeah. I'm with you, bro. Uh, oh, Darian. Uh, Yo. Did you watch the uh, Cam Newton interview? Um, on I'm Athlete? Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Like, it was I, a great I, I very much, I very much enjoyed it. And I liked the, how they were talking about Belichick and how how his relationship is and mm-hmm. how they always try to seem like they always try to gun for Cam, whatever. And it's crazy for somebody like how he – you know, being as long as he's been in the league and talk about how much he's learned just from being in New England. Mm-hmm. And they always try to make it seem like it's crazy how narratives work because they always have this narrative about New England. And then to hear him talk about it and Fred Taylor talk about it. And Chad. So you had three yeah. dudes who played in New England. And yeah. they erase how folks try to, like, they were like, you know, the Patriot way, what's the Patriot way? And they were like, the Patriot way, they be cussing each other ass out. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they expect. I, I, I love that interview. So it's not. It was like, yo, they not. They not just patting you in the butt, encourage you. Like, yo, Bill rips into you. Like, he getting your shit. But I like what Cam said when Cam said, like, it showed him that he can't cheat the process because yeah. I think on the outside looking in, we all look at Cam or any of these players is like plug and play. Oh, uh, you going to Cam going to New England? He bought the ball, but then he get up there, he don't know the playbook, or when he sat them weeks out because everybody gone. I think we all sit here want these guys to be superheroes, but it still take preparation, practice. You got to know your plays. You got to know what you're doing because if he he broke, he had another interview where he was talking about audibles 
on it was a white dude he was interviewing with, and Cam was breaking down hand movements, how he sitting on the Benjamin to do this, do that. And when I hear him talk, because I think we all get caught up in the, you know, how he dressed, how he carried himself, or the little incident with the kid. But when you start looking at these guys, like you got to be intellectual to play that that position. I ain't really mad. I mean, even the ones that we think are stupid, like them quarterbacks, you got to be able to think at a high level because you got to be able to outthink the other side of the ball. So mm. they don't give him credit for being a smart quarterback because they look at his physicality. Bro, when you hear him talk, go ahead, man. Just to chime in with you, they don't give him credit, period, because right. they brought that little kid situation up. But they refuse to talk about the years on top of years on top of years in North Carolina that Cam Newton did so much shit for that city. You feel me? If you go yeah. to North Carolina, my buddy lives in North Carolina. Cam Newton is treated like a god in that city. Oh, he is. They yeah. highlight the one little situation with the kid or his struggles, but they won't highlight that that dude is a damn saint off the field and loves giving back and don't want no credit, no nothing right. for it. He Really go buy a homeless dude something off the street. Don't want to take no pictures, no nothing. Just drop it off. Keep going about his day. So I hate how they switch that narrative with Cam Newton, like he's some kind of asshole oh, or something, man. just because right. he dressed a little weird. It's 2021. Dress wherever the hell you want to dress. I, like I didn't even like. I didn't like how they did him in the Super Bowl because you know, if you that, let's, just, let, let, let's just be honest, if I just lost the Super Bowl and you put me in a room and you know, um, Mike. Is sitting like right over the next curtain, and, and I can hear spicy. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear Mike talking about me. You think I'm gonna sit there and just be like, "Yeah"? See, and when they just do the black athlete, they want us to be like you said, so apologetic. If Tom Brady walk off the field, uh, Tom Brady just oh no, it was a, it was a reason. You know, you know, I was about to say that. You know, Tom Brady has never shook in anybody's hand after losing the Super Bowl. Hey, oh, no. here's my question. Here's you my know, question about that. A good winner. I mean, show me a good loser, and I'll just show you a loser. All right. Anybody going to be happy about being a loser? Here's my issue with that. Folks always say they don't mind when dudes run out the field without shaking hands, but, you know, the dude that walk out of a press conference, they mad at. It's like, it's one and the same. Like, both of them, you, you pissed off. Like, you got guys who be like, I don't care if you don't shake hands. I don't care if you don't do your post-game. Your, like, you showing me true emotion like, i don't care like if you mad you mad like some people just don't want to talk and i know they obligated you could get fined that's fine like you gotta accept that consequence but for folks who say somebody's a bad loser or this and this and that like when you get to that pinnacle man and you lost and i don't know yeah, how to because i never lost when i got in the championship but i know that shit probably sucked and i probably yeah, like, I lost. I, you lost know I don't want to talk to nobody bro like i, I got a question for the i got a question for the panel hawk so if if Doc Rivers was to do his mid-game conference the way Greg Popovich does, how would the media receive? How what would they say about Doc? Doc ain't got you know, the, media, the media throw Doc under the bus already, bro. After that whole shit with the Clippers, they blame Doc for that shit. <laughs> like, like they just let yeah, Popovich. And now look at Doc. Doc over though. in Philly doing the goddamn thing. I'm happy for Doc. I don't get media people who complain about people being that way or people just being different, period. That's what sales. Like, if everybody come up there and be PC, it's supposed to be boring as hell. Boring as hell. Look, man, I'm in the media now, and I always say this. Media is the hotbed for hindsight experts. 
you get to evaluate and see what the reaction is, and then you could decide what what the majority is saying. So if the majority felt like Cam was in his right to leave, then the majority of them would have changed their view and wrote, hey, you know, now that I think about it, Cam was in his right because he did this, he did that. Like, it just depends on how people react. Like when LeBron got up with his little tuxedo and shorts and he walked out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody was all at LeBron because they couldn't believe it. But it's sitting there like, yo, LeBron, like, but then when you reevaluate the whole thing, LeBron explained it. So it was like, yeah, he could walk out. Like, you had to stand like that, man. So I'm I, got a I got two <laughs> questions. Oh, right? One more, one more, one more. And then with Marshawn Lynch, he played it the villain to where I'm just here so I won't get fined. And that turned into a joke. Even though that shit won't no different. Somebody walking off. Yeah. To a brand, bro. Yeah, to a brand. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just all about perception. Marshawn had the perception. Oh, he really just want to talk. So why are you making him talk? I got a question for y'all, too. But, but go ahead, Darren. All right. So about the interview, I had two questions, right? How do y'all feel about the part when they're talking about Aaron Hernandez? And how do you think that would affect how that how that how's that gonna affect are they, you think that would be something they'll use against Cam? Like as far as like the way he was talking about Chico, as they as they would call Aaron Hernandez. That's his friend. Yeah, man. they were really like real friends. They just said they was just speaking and they said they reiterated, we just speaking from our personal experience with him. Like we know him as Chico, who yeah. was around Chico, this what happened. And you know, um uh-huh. and Brandon Marshall, you know, did a good job of making sure they they were, you know, empathizing with the family and stuff, but they were just sharing stories about Chico. And then Fred put in perspective. He was like, bro, that won't no suicide. Like he he just hit me up the day before about hey, yo, big dog, I'm I'm happy, I'm doing this and that. So I love that school because that shit is real. Like it's giving you like it's, it's no PC because they control they control that platform. Like, there's no battery yeah. in their back. You got to stay away from this. You got to stay away from that. And the one thing I took from Cam that a lot of people didn't like is when Cam said, look, if you look at my season, I was doing well. I got COVID and I had to quarantine. I got behind. They accelerated the playbook. They got into the nitty gritty. And I wasn't comfortable with the playbook in a sense of I couldn't make adjustments at the line of scrimmage because I didn't master it. I like to master stuff. Hey. So I didn't feel right making adjustments at the line of scrimmage, so I was behind. The fact that he put that shit out there, people like, he making excuses. Like, no, he's actually being transparent. He just right. told you, dog, I couldn't master the offense in the sense of being able to check at the line of scrimmage. So Josh and them had a great game plan, but I was playing catch-up. And you saw in the game he was yeah. playing catch-up. He was – he was just fried, bro. So, and, and you know, again, Am is not like he's brought some of this on himself because he don't dress. You know, the same thing with Westbrook. They dress different. And when you are different, they're going to kill your ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they will. Remember, you come out with damn polo boots, like polo horse jockey boots. You know what I'm saying? They was waiting for Floyd to get his ass whipped. It never happened. So, <laughs> you know, they, they missed the boat. But. People need to check that out, man. I athlete, check hey. out the Cam Newton interview, man. I don't know how oh, you about, t- in the vegan though. I don't know how that. Last, this is my last question though, because I can't answer it because I'm biased. But when they were talking about Tracy Harvin and uh, Peter Ward, who do y'all think is better? Peter. In college. Peter. Peter. Yes. In college. Uh, 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 in college, Peter. In college, man. 
Come on, P-Dub. And I love P-Dub. P-Dub come from the crib. Right. P-Dub come from the crib. One of the fastest human beings ever. But are we, are we, are we, so we, are we going to sit here and act like Percy Harvin? I mean, what are we doing? We say he's trash. What do you mean? What am I doing? I'm talking about college. What did he do? Yo, Hawk, accept me back. He did everything. What did he do better than Peter in college? He played a one position. Dude had to do everything. What did he do better than Peter in college? Peter caught punt returns to stop playing. That's all I'm asking, bro. Go what watch did he the, do? Go watch the championship oh. game, bro. Go watch that championship game. More, was he a more – was he a faster player? Yes, he was faster. <laughs> but P-Dub in college? <laughs> Come on, man. It's Come no on. question. Peter work is crazy, man. In college, man. And I love, I love Percy, bro. Love Percy, but I ain't gonna do Peter. Like I can't do Peter. Peter Warwick is like talk about Vince Young at quarterback in college. Like, right? It was ridiculous. Like P Dub was ridiculous. Right. That dead leg, right? <laughs> that was <laughs> man. Crazy. Just watch it. Vic would have a national championship in one for Peter Warwick. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that was Ron Yell winner because he started getting busy against him. Ron Yell is the truth. Right. I got a question for you, Hawk. Well, for everybody. Now, I was having a big, like, big debate. It was an NFL war room. And by the way, Hawk, yeah, they, they, they. Yeah, the NBA. NBA yeah. We kept getting back, man, with them damn violations, dude, just, you know, talking street stuff. And they don't like yeah, the I keep trying to tell them because a lot of them from my city, and you know, you know, I heard dudes do they just loose with it, loose with it. And I, I got to make a new one now. So it's, it's done. But, I was getting into a, a debate in the NFL room. room. Dude got emotional, deleted his post. But the man was trying to tell me that if the Cowboys traded for Russell Wilson and only gave up Dak in like a first-round pick, it would mm-hmm. be a stupid move. Stupid on who? On the Cowboys. And I'm like, bro, do y- are y'all really trying to tell me that Dak Prescott is in the same class as Russ? And they're like, yeah, look what he was about to do last year before he got hurt. And I'm like, yo, you you telling me what ifs? That would be Russ has been a top five quarterback for how long? And, you know, the Cowboys line wasn't what it was supposed to be. But, you know, he was banged up. If we can stay somewhat healthy and protect Russ oh, with the threats we got, you think he can't do better than Dak? And these Cowboy fans, this is why I tell people, I'm not like regular Cowboy fans. These Cowboy fans is on Dak nuts so hard that they really try to give me reasons that Dak Prescott is pretty much better than Russell Wilson. If they gave, no. if, if Seattle gave up a a first rounder to get Dak, no, I said if we traded Dak in the first rounder oh. to Russell Wilson, oh, that too, that's great. Yeah, yeah I said was not. you need that first round of Cowboys. You just need. I mean, if you keep Dak, then you use that first rounder. But if you lose Dak and get Russell, you could take, you could get rid of that first rounder. Yeah. Exactly. You got Russell. Well, apparently, apparently, I was told it's stupid, and Dak is on the verge of being a top five quarterback. Oof. And like I said, don't get me wrong, I like Dak, but I'm like, I don't see the top five quarterback. Which I, y'all keep no saying. I, love, I love Dak, but I don't see no top. Top five is tough. It's tough, especially how good the quarterbacks are in today's game. I'm like, you got a kid like Kyler Murray right there knocking on the damn door. For real. Speaking of Kyler Murray, oh, I got you on mute, Mike. My fault. You good, brother? What you say, bro? You good. Now I was oh, just you- saying that he may be top fifteen. Yeah, I don't think he's even top ten. He may be exactly. though. That 
top 15. But you know, everybody nowadays is PFF analysts and want to look at stats because PFF says right. he's the top five, top 10 quarterback. Right. They it's run the with that. Some damn nerves again. If Russell, if Russell goes to the Cowboys, they they instant Super Bowl contenders. Speaking of speaking of Kyler Murray, he got him a new toy from Houston. Yeah. You want to know what's even funny, Hawk? Like, man, go ahead and get me on up out of here, man. I'm not about to deal with this. <laughs> now you're gonna have a 49ers pass rush, the uh the Rams pass rush, and now this <laughs> yeah. you, you can thank Hopkins for that. You yeah, yeah. For getting them over yeah. There. Nuke definitely did that. Salute yeah. to Nuke. Taylor Jones come back next year. Mm. Yeah. And they got Isaiah Simmons from Clemson in his second oh. year. They got Jordan. Yeah, they got Nuke really might want to get up on out of there. Yeah. Mm. So shout out to J.J. Watt going to the Cardinals. I think this is definitely a good move for him, a good move for the organization. Still very serviceable. Still got to pay attention to where he's at. Who the car, bro? Very here. motivated, huh? But yeah, man. Um, there's something else I want to talk about, man. Um, I, I want to talk about some basketball, but I forget. Oh, I see the Hawks fire their damn head coach. Who the Hawks? They fire their head coach. Yeah, they fire their head coach. Yeah, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, you saw P.J. Washington put up 40 points yesterday for, for Charlotte. Hey, they gave me some yeah, money. Yeah. I, I see the Hornets falling off the bench. I had the Hornets to win, and they won on that last second shot. Oh, word? Mm. Uh, yeah, that shit won me two hundred. I see uh, Hamilton for Florida State got a five-year extension. He's been there forever, man. Yeah. He's been there forever. Yeah, Hawks five-year Two plus years. I mean, you know, one day, you know, I love my boy to death. That's my favorite player. But uh, if Mr. 21 don't get his shit together next year, it's time for him to go. Hell yeah. Yeah, I told y'all, man. Be the one, man. Like, and he got, he got to get his shit together. For Who's real. And uh, B got to get his shit together, man. You ain't seen him do his little step back? The other day. Oh, no, no, no. He could boy just don't give you that. I'm not talking about MB. I'm talking about Zeke. Oh, he's talking yeah, about Zeke. Yeah, Zeke on the clock, man. Zeke on real. the clock. Oh, I got I, something else that's coming for y'all. I tried so many ways to give him. I can't make excuses. I tried to say, you yeah. know, the line was trash right. and all that this year. But, Look you know, that. in the same instance, you got guys like Daquan Barkley who's been killing without an offensive line. Hey, you know, like Zeke to look as bad as he did last year was very alarming. Yeah, I like that stat right there, yo. Everybody likes that. Yo, I put up a stat. Dwight Howard have more. Huh? You know what they gonna say? Zach, come holler at me, fam. Make me straight to the ring conversation. Hey, that's so much. Straight that's to the ring conversation. I, I know yeah, one thing. Man. Hey, man, why we talking about these stuff, man? We just happy for three years of misleading, man. Had three years of playing some randomized teams. I'm happy for him. He's doing a good job in Philly as a backup. Just won a ring last year. And honestly, the Lakers are missing him right now. They yeah, he's a lot better. Facts. He should have stayed in L.A. to me. Like, he should – I mean – Philly offered my money. Philly, Philly offered more money. The Lakers' eyes got too big, and seeing Mark the Soul out there and Montrez Harold, and I'm like, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't get it, especially at their ages. 
I'm taking Dwight Howard over Marcus. Hey, Schroeder. I tell you what, Schroeder might be more important than AD is seen. He is. He is. Ever since Schroeder came is. back, they've been all they should have Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He more important than AD. But I think I think I think Joel and B is gonna revert back to shooting threes. <laughs> nah. In, in, the, in the playoffs, man. I see it, man. I see it. It's the coaching, bro. Brown, Brett Brown will settle for that shit. Doc Rivers will get on Joel and B ass. He start that shit again. Are you so? Are you all high on like Doc Rivers? Is he like an elite coach? Because to me, he's just all right. He's. I think he's a good coach. I'm. I'm, I'm he's not he's afraid to say what, what people scared. I said he caught. I thought he caught lightning in a bottle in 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 um with the Celtics, and I right. think they've held him to a higher standard since then. He's not in that class. He's not in the great pop class. He's just a, a good coach. I don't think he's a leader, but I, I, I think he's a good coach. He, he, holds, he holds his players accountable. On popular yeah. opinion, I like. I think Eric Spolster is a better coach. He is. I, think I can agree with so, that. Right. It's not really unpopular. Eric Spolster is a very good coach. But you got to give. Like, you got to give. Um. My guy, my my Duke guy, Quinn Snyder, some love too. Get a hell of a coach too, man. Well, and speaking of coaching, why are you trying to do Duke? What do you mean? What do you mean? Big, man. Y'all see the Spurs? <laughs> we should be right. Tournaments. I got to put them in somewhere, man. So you don't think they getting in, bro? They ain't getting in, bro. They ain't getting in. Hey, what's the call? Might have that coach of the year on lockdown. Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Nah. Hey. No, the the next the oh, next. Utah coach might be right. The joke of the league for so long. Utah. They had a fourth right now. Hey, hey, Hawk. They had a fourth Okay. Hey, Hawk, real quick. Man. Go ahead, Darren. I was going to say, I got to roll, but next show, I'm going I'm to get you with this Peter, this Percy Harbin, Peter Ward thing. <laughs> I, I got something for you. All right. I'm going to be here. I'm just telling you. I got plenty of P-Dub ammunition. That is P-Dub. <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> BJ, what's good with you? Hey, right, what's good, y'all? Oh, that's uh, yes, sir, Blaze. How you doing, man? I've been a fan So my vote would be P Dub. Uh and I mean look, I'm not I'm a homer for both. Yeah. Um Percy came out of Lansdowne, but his junior and senior year, Donnie Kirby was his quarterback. He transferred from Great Bridge where I graduated from. I played against Donnie. So I got to see plenty of Percy up front. I got to guard Percy. Um Okay, but he's not in the same category as Pete Up. I mean, I think they're I think they're similar. Percy's a hell of a football player. But he Pete is. Dub was a which who y'all two people athlete. I must have missed that. Huh? Well, what two people y'all compare? Percy, Percy Harvey, Harvey and Peter Ward. Peter Ward. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, the dude who who was fussed with us just left, so he said he's gonna have some yeah. ammunition. Yeah, my, my vote was Pete Up. But I got a question for y'all because this is this is something I can't answer. I know the talk is, you know, obviously if if you can get a first round pick and trade Dak and get Russell, that's a steal. I get that. Mm-hmm. But when did when did Dak become the problem in Dallas? It never oh, yeah. Quarterback's always a problem in Dallas. But, you know they take like, the blame. And but let's talk. Let's talk realistically, though. Let's not talk yeah. about the media spinning a narrative so they can make yeah. their money. When did Dak become the problem? He became the problem. I mean, honestly, dog, that became the problem when he started demanding Patrick Mahomes' money. When he won his new contract, then they started nitpicking. And and now everything is a a simple nitpick. Oh, he can't do this. 
He can't. Do so, that. so then why aren't we bringing the same energy to what Russell Wilson's doing in Seattle? Because all Seattle's done is bend over backwards and give that man whatever he wants, mm-hmm. and he's out there throwing him out of the bus. So if we're going to come out at Dak for demanding money, and the only reason Dak is demanding Patrick Mahomes' money is because he got screwed on the first contract passing. Well, Dak, Dak has been severely underpaid his whole career, so I agree with you. And, I mean, it's just – it's Jerry Jones, man. He's got this – that ego where it's like, I'm going to make you the start. You're the, you're the starting quarterback for the Cowboys and a shitload of endorsements. Yeah, yeah so that's his main line yeah. he uses. But like I said, and me and Hawk talk about it all the time, you didn't have that training thought with Tony Romo. Tony Romo had exactly when he had one winning season, and we lost in the first round to the Giants. And mm-hmm. you gave him, you made him the highest paid quarterback in the league at the time. Whereas Dak yeah. Prescott's resume was already better than what Romo had, and you won't pay the man. So I did a thing on my podcast back when when they chose Zeke over Dak, and I was talking about how the fir- the four years leading up to Tony Romo's last contract, which, by the way, would have had him still on the payroll this past season, which is yeah. ridiculous to me. But when you take the four years leading into to that contract and Dak's four years asking for an extension, the stats are identical, mm-hmm. but Dak won one more playoff game. Yeah. But So my question is, and I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be sens- insensitive at all, but the question has to be asked, would we be in this position if Dak was white? Nope. Like that's nope. that's my that's my that was my big thing. Is See, I hate that for Dak. I, you're not wrong for bringing that up because I I even said it plenty of times. You feel me? If Dak Prescott was a white quarterback, he'd be paid and done, taken care of already. And you can you can look at Jerry's histories with with black quarterbacks because we can take it way back to Quincy Carter, who came off a career season and had a little weed in the system. And they cut him. <laughs> a little yeah, but, but but Tony Romo can take you two, him, two months off and prepare for the U.S. Open in golf, and we're not going to bat an eye at that. We're going to oh, sponsor. We're going to sponsor him. Yeah, I'm well, just, don't forget they did kill him for that shit he did with Jessica Simpson. He went out to like Cabo or something with her. Who was that playoff game? Because we had a first round bye, and he paid like shit to start the game, and they start. The Jessica and Romo shit was, was the main topic all week after that. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care how much you pay me. If Jessica Simpson asks me to go to Cabo, I'm going. Yeah, hey, I'll go to Cabo. Hey, yo. <laughs> I got a quarterback. Since we talk about the Cowboys, we got to talk about Washington. Okay. What you feel about Alex Smith and that interview that he did talking about Washington? And how do you feel about their how they departed? How- I, I, I don't like how they departed them. Like, they should at least – Gave the man some recognition. That man put his life on the line, came back and played for y'all. And I mean, he wasn't the greatest, you know, but he did what he needed to do for y'all to win games. And even before he he got hurt, they they were on top of the NFC East playing well. So I mean, they could have let him go, which I I don't have a problem with him letting him go because he wasn't that good. But just the way that they're going about it, just like okay, we're done with you. Bye. Like, come on, man. That man went through hell and back. For y'all and damn near saved y'all season because put together that little winning streak. And I mean, they so quick to sign a Heineke guy. Yeah, he played well the one game, but you know, are you really ready to put your future in a quarterback that you know had one good game? Right. Yeah. yeah. So 
Full disclosure, I'm a Washington football fan. I'm also 15 miles from the campus of ODU where Heineke played college ball. He put ODU football on the map for this area, so I got respect for both dudes. My my, my only answer to that question is, why now? Mm. Like, I I understand the cap hit, but you're honestly going to tell me that – and Heineke got paid – that's thank you money. Yeah, $8 million. That's thank you money for what he did and came in and the performance he gave. The dude is not going to stay on the roster because the dude can't stay healthy. He's been hurt everywhere he goes. And so what you're telling me and letting Alex Smith go is that you believe you got a better quarterback solution than Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke. And I don't wait, we're gonna pull Logan Thomas off a tight end. Are he gonna start? Like who are we who are we gonna start? I'm guessing y'all gonna draft the quarterback. Draft the quarterback, I think. I think see, I think my, well, I think y'all should go after the South Dakota State boy. He was He's my him. Here's my question to Alex, though. Like, I, I get that you got the sense that, you know, it's a new regime. They didn't want you there, the injuries and you coming back. Yeah, you probably did throw, throw a monkey wrench in their plans. Like, new regime, they want that guy. Like, new regime, they really didn't like, want Wayne. Why, why is Washington worried about people getting hurt under their watch? That's kind of their M.O. Yeah, but I, I, I guess my thing to Alex is – Oh, they could have been cut you. Like when he was talking about Washington, I'm just sitting there like, bro, they paid you though. Like they could have, they could have got out of it. And, and Rob Rivera, you know what I'm saying? Like I was just it, I, it, on both, like both sides. I just got like, like was was Washington's bitch being reactive and being, you know, catty? I think Washington's being petty. Like you talk bad about us, it's in print. So now we're gonna chop your ass. But I'm sitting there like, yo, Alice, where's that? Where is this coming from? Like, yeah, you could feel like that. But any other time, it's just business. But that type of injury he had, as soon as he would have got healthy and stepped on the field, most teams would have just cut him. As soon as they got film on him, we're going to just, you know, we're going to part ways. So I just didn't understand, like, both sides. Like, from his man, like, bro. Like, he was lighting the world on fire. Like, you didn't play that good, bro. No, I'm not knocking him for feeling that way. I just... I think he's I think he's verbalizing what we're talking about. Like like of all if he would have been on if he would have been on Las Vegas's roster, mm-hmm. if he would have been on a roster that had any quarterback future whatsoever, and you mm-hmm. can say we're gonna go pick up a quarterback this year in the draft, mm-hmm. that is not a quarterback future. That's an opportunity. So when you look at the roster, mm-hmm. it's kind of like who just cut me? Like hey. what else do they have? It's more of a slap in the face. Like I came out and risked my life because homeboy Dwayne Haskins wasn't even in the stadium. Kyle Allen got hurt. And if it wasn't for me playing early, by the way, he wasn't completely ready. Yeah. He came out there and put his, literally his life back on the line. And and y'all are gonna cut me. Yeah, man. But he got he he got spicy with from BJ. Like he was talking. Hell, like, I know he did. He was talking crazy. He had to know that shit was coming. I and I get spicy I too because as soon as I, I started, I was like, he getting mopped. And then, like, I understand where Alex coming from. I am. I understand battling back, right, and and proving people wrong. I get that. Like, I'm with him on that. But then a part of me is like, damn, they did stick with me because him knowing this business, as soon as his ass stepped out for OTAs and he passed uh-huh. the physical, and, like, it's so many ways that where I could see both sides. Like, Alex, I'm happy Alex got his bread. Up to that point, and yeah, Washington cut you if you still want to play because yeah, you did risk your life again because we didn't know how that leg would hold up. And he, you know, he was more durable than what I thought. Like, 
especially when uh, Aaron Donald jumped on his back. I mean, the oh, NFL yeah. gave him his flowers, man. The game to come back player of the year. He was a main storyline of the year. Yes. It's just the role he's going to be in now. He's not really going to start anywhere. He'd be a solid backup. Yeah, I he, think mentoring skills yeah. has already been praised. So I mean, yeah. he just get a job somewhere. Yeah, he I what mean, he what? did. He just That's turned into Josh McCown. That's what he did. Mm, Josh McCown was teaching what PE, subbing and stuff, doing yeah. whatever it was he's doing. He always finds yeah. find a way to somebody practice squad. Always, but it kind of ruins my plan. And like, I'm not a GM, but I, yeah. I just like to think ahead of ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. Look. Between, we still don't know what Gandy Golden's going to be. We drafted him high out of Liberty. That yep. dude is legit, but he got hurt and couldn't get on the field. We mm-hmm. don't know what he is. We know what Terry is. Logan Thomas is coming to his own. We got one of the best defenses in football if we can sure up a little bit of hole in the secondary. So my thought was between Kyle Allen, Alex Smith, and Taylor Heineke, we might could win eight, nine games, at least be respectable this year. Use this draft. Enough to win the the, I mean, who – yeah, but that's nothing new for us. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, we won by default this year. So, but like, I use the draft, grab a couple secondary players, grab another another deep threat to go alongside Scary Terry, and then 2021-22 offseason when when A-Rod's a free agent, go after him hard and try and get the last 6, 7, 8 years of his contract. You think that should go Who? I don't Watson. I don't know why. I don't think. I don't think Watson's going to go somewhere where his scenario's worse off. Like, there's sure. so many question marks in the organization. The one thing that you don't want to do if you just came from a bad organization is go to another. Now, that the on the field product, Washington, though, God, that defense attractive. I'm a quarterback. That's what I'm saying. You, you know, you got <laughs> defense. But Hawk, let me put put yourself in his shoes. You just left an organization because of how dysfunctional and unmotivated they are to win. Oh, no doubt. You going to Washington? I think, I think you guys are going <laughs> in the right direction, though. You have Ron Rivera, who's heavily respected. You mm-hmm. feel me? I think as long as y'all got Ron there and y'all keep making the moves y'all doing, y'all going to be on the up upcoming. You know, and I, I'm Cam, Cam, Cam will come play for y'all. He said it. I'd love yeah, to have I Cam. Too. I would go after Cam. Yeah, he'll play for Riverboat, Ron. He loves. I don't him. understand. I don't understand what we're doing. If you knew you were going to cut, why didn't we go after Stafford? Stafford would have been a great fit. Mm. Why, why? Like, why don't we go make these the Rams bent on getting him? They gave up a lot to get him. I don't think I was willing to give up that much. I mean, probably not. But I mean, our name wasn't even brought up in the discussion. That's kind of. I, I mean, think the last the big splash we made was what? Because Stafford's up there. Y'all got a young team that's going to be around for a while, especially with that defense. I think they want to have a younger guy that's got, you know, more than like at least six, seven years in the tank. Yeah, I just I, I feel like we're wasting the the talent and the prime of what yeah. we have going for us. Oh like, well you you're talking to a Cowboys fan. Talk about wasting talent. Well I'm just I'm not <laughs> talking about I'm not, we could we could go back and forth on that. I'm just saying and yeah, we we didn't wasted Jason Witten, Des Bryant, I keep going off. And we appreciate y'all for that. Oh, we, we appreciate do. y'all too. Shit, the whole, I know. The whole NFC East waste talents after the Eagles lately. Hey, but check hey, this out, man. We got like five more minutes. Um, is is there anything that I missed today that I didn't talk about? Anything any one of y'all wanted hey, to talk about? I didn't get to chime in on that Lamar versus uh Mahomes thing. Hold on, mm-hmm. let me let me uh put you in a, your joint froze. Let me get you back. Hey, I'm so gonna bounce y'all. UVA is about to come there you on. Go. Yeah, UVA about to come on too. 
So I gotta get my key hey, my key hey love ready to send. I gotta go put some money. All right, BJ, appreciate it. That's what I'm trying to get off too to go watch the game. (laughs) All right, man. Good seeing y'all. All All right, bro. What was you gonna say, Blaze? I can hear you. I, that's that's once again it ain't nothing major. It's just once again it's coming down to the PFF nerds. Like you can put the stats up there and all that. You know Lamar is my guy, but I mean at some point in time, like when are people gonna start using their eyes instead of just stats, 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 stats? Like and that's what makes me start thinking. Like sometimes people just don't watch football. You feel me? Like people see highlights and certain things and say, oh, they comparison. And don't get me wrong. Some of them stats do mean something like, but yeah. for people to try to, and I had people in my NFL group really try to say that they're on the same level. And if Lamar had Hill and all that, I'm like, I mean, he would play better, but it's just some throws Lamar just can't make that that boy can make. So, so Lamar would play better, right? But then Lamar would be asked to attempt more throws. Is he willing to do that gunslinger shit that Mahomes does? The expect, so I put to you like this. Expectation as a as a passer will elevate, scrutiny will elevate, and we just don't know how it would work out, right? And then you put Patrick in that offense, we just don't know how special he would be as far as will we see all his skill set. So that's that's the thing with scenario. Like if you if you took Lamar, put him on the Chiefs, would it be super dynamic? Absolutely, because his speed will mm-hmm. fit what Tyreek does, but but the the route combination they use, like I'm not saying Lamar can't throw because I want a few people that defend him that he can throw, yeah. but they aren't on the same level throwing the ball. So it's different balls and different pockets that they can hit as far as in the windows. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, you put Patrick Mahomes in Baltimore's offense knowing that he can't throw and knowing they like to run the ball, you can't load the box up. So yeah. Baltimore, but, but... Well, we just said let's switch them and then run the same scheme. Baltimore would be dangerous because you can't load the box and you want to run the ball. Shit, Hollywood would get off more. And, and then with KC, they spread open and like to run inside zone. So yeah. it worked hand in hand. It's just some things that Lamar can't do as a passer, but then there are things that Pat can't do that Lamar could do in the running game that Baltimore wants their quarterbacks to do. So it's going to be a drop off for both of them in a sense that. They don't fit those schemes. They so good at what they do that they can adapt. That's why really my main my main conclusion on that was I was like, they're really just perfect for what their team runs. They're exactly. in perfect yeah. situations for them to the staff. Kudos to the GM. You build the teams around what your quarterback can do. It's no knock on a quarterback. You smart. Lamar, we feel like you're you're very dynamic. We know you can make these type of throws. We're gonna get these type of weapons around you. What we do need to do now is get a big range of receiver that can stress the field to help with the catch radius so you wouldn't have to be as accurate. Not saying you aren't accurate, but it helps you because when you have pass catchers like a Travis Kelsey and a guy that can outrun everybody and, and Tariq Hill, your completion percentage is going to increase. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just one of the things that you got to stop boxing a quarterback in when the team is actually being smart and playing you to your strengths. You know what I'm saying? Because we always get mad at folks when they don't play to the quarterback strengths. Baltimore's playing to Lamar's strengths. Let's not use that against him and say he can't throw because they run the ball and they use him to run. If you, yeah. When you play Madden with Baltimore, you're not sitting in the pocket trying to pierce darts and throw – you know what I'm saying? Like you're going to run him. 
You're going to threaten with his legs, hope somebody bring a linebacker, and you're going to throw a crossing route. You don't think they're doing that in real life? You know what I'm saying? So that's why I like I, what I what I did with that meme is put it up, shut up the stat geeks, and then show that at the end of the day, they both got a Super Bowl, they both got an MVP. So that goes to show that sometimes you just got to be like, you know what, man? They both special in their own right. Mm-hmm. And play that would have scenario with them too because they not gonna fit in each other offenses. They just not, man. They not they not gonna yeah. be players, bro. But Salute to both of them brothers, man. Salute to everybody that love to throw out numbers. But when we combat you with numbers that you didn't know was there, sometimes you just got to be like, damn, my bad. Exactly. Hey, Mike, you still muted, man. Did you want to say anything, bro? <laughs> You've been muted for a minute. Yeah, I'm, try- I'm trying to unmute him, but it said he muted himself. Can't unmute your guest. Hold on. I know what I could do. Hold on. I think I did unmute myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I mute myself? You a Baltimore fan, bro. So, yeah, what, what you got... What you got to say about just Lamar and if you if you had Patrick in your offense? Well, would, let, me, let me let me say this because I had a, a comment about the Alex Smith situation. Okay. So I can understand Alex being mad because remember when Alex was in San Francisco, Alex was winning. Yep. Right? But he didn't yep. win the way people wanted him to win. Yeah. Right? Cap took his spot. Now he goes to Kansas City. He's winning in KC. But <laughs> now you got Mahomes. So he's like, <laughs> I don't broke my damn leg in D.C. for this sorry football team. Y'all going to let me go for Taylor Heineke? It's one thing to be let go because of Cap. Another thing let go from Mahomes. Yeah. But Taylor Heineke, and he's That's from the So, you know what I mean? But I can understand how he feels in reference to that situation. I don't think people really look at it like that. It's like, damn, you know, I'm winning, mm-hmm. but I keep getting let go. That's how I look at it. You know what he's I mean? He's just a guy that just gets the un the, the unlucky. He's just unlucky as hell, man. Oh, yeah. Now that you broke that down like that, Mike. My bad, Alex. You got every right to voice how you voice these people. I'm with you because Mike just made gave me epiphany. I forgot that it's been a trend of you catching the bad end of the stick. Right, dog. Get, get get your balls off. Yeah, I didn't know I had myself muted, man. I I, I thought you muted me. I didn't know. Nah, uh-uh. it was. <laughs> I was sitting there like, "Hey, fellas, I gotta uh, go get go in this house to get my niece." So, right, I I'll let you, bro. Right. What, what you had to say about the Baltimore joint? For get out here. You, you, you that was a that was a crazy yeah. that was a crazy meme or crazy stat that you put out because I had no idea. And my brother and I were just talking about it. And I was just like, "Wow, the numbers are so similar." So. Yeah. It's crazy that you put it out there like that because I would have thought, being a Baltimore fan, that Mahomes' stats or numbers were far superior than uh, Lamar because they in a you know run style offense. But so that opened my eyes up. You know what I mean? And um, I didn't put the passing numbers up there. I, you know, I think the pass numbers is not really that close. But, but QBR, what I thought, like the touch, yeah, the touchdowns is the one thing that I think right. a lot of people is like, yo, what the hell? And win loss record is, is similar. You know, mm-hmm. so that was an interesting stat because it, it shut me up. <laughs> so <laughs> it shut me up because you know yeah. I'm, I'm a numbers guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. So yeah, yeah. But I think if you switch them, I think Mahomes will have a lot of success. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, I think if Lamar went to Kansas City, he will have success too because they got a spread you no know, a spread offense. Yeah, you know what I mean. So so yeah, I think it. I think it'll be you know better on on, on, both, on both ends. It'll be sure. fun. Like both of them, it'll be interesting to see Pat because Pat, even though he can run around. Mm-hmm. He wants to stand the pocket and throw. And right. then Lamar with all that speed, like it would be fun. That's a scenario to where if you switch them, we'll right. still enjoy them the same, in my opinion. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But you know, um, I don't know. The only my, my only concern with Pat would be in our Baltimore offense, he got the tight ends. 
on a wideouts. I like Hollywood Brown, but from what I've seen, I don't know if he's a true one. Okay. You know what I mean? That's that's Great. the only thing. And Snead is not a one. Snead is a true two. You know what I'm saying? So I like Snead. I like Snead too, though. But I don't think Snead is a one, though. You I agree with I mean? that. That's, that's yeah, and that's why I want Baltimore to go get get Lamar just a rangy, a, a like a a DK Metcalf type, like a big guy right. who you can run straight, right? Because right. that threatens right. and keeps the safety on the hash, and then doesn't has he doesn't have to be as accurate. Which a lot of times we don't look at these quarterbacks who have these big receivers. Like yo, mm-hmm. even they can be accurate, they don't right. have to be accurate, right? Okay? Right. Cause you got a big target yeah hopefully hopefully you know baltimore can get a receiver in the draft you know mm-hmm. i don't I, I forgot what pick they you know they are but um i hope he can get that kid waddle you know Ooh, somehow from alabama from alabama i like yeah. him because i know he's gonna get Devontae smith i already know that you gonna get him you're not gonna get jamar chase yeah i think he, no, but I there's quite a few receivers in this draft that i think uh do well that won't get picked high, but I think I'll do well in the NFL. Though. You think Devontae, you think he'll go number one? Smith? Nah, I don't think, think so. Nah, like number one pick, it'll 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 break down. I I just don't think then like Trevor's going to go first. I know he just had that surgeon okay. throwing him. I think Trevor going first. Right. Trevor going first. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's consensus. I think like I think since like Andrew Luck mm-hmm. consensus. I think yeah. I think um, because yeah. even though Baker and Kyler went, I don't think it was consensus. But I think Trevor's probably gonna be like Luck because Luck. Yeah, nobody knew Baker was number, number one, but my man Robert D. Green. Because when we when he said it, I, you might have been watching that show. Everybody laughed. Right, yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah everybody laughed yeah. at Rob, man. He yeah. was dead ass. He was like, watch that <laughs> joint. Number one, right, 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 <laughs> man, right, right, right. But yeah, man. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, man. Like I said, uh, it's gonna be interesting, man. Um. Uh, with uh, you pick like Joel Embiid, Sixers. Mm-hmm. Um, my opinion, Hawk. I just think that he's going to revert back to shooting threes. Oh, agree, agree. That's just me. But I, no, got, I agree but with I, you. But I have Philly in the finals against the Lakers. That's my really? finals pick. That's my finals pick. Mm. Um, and I just think I don't think, I don't think Brooklyn's going to make the finals. They're playing with fire so too much. Like the rotation's super short. Like you, they, right. they got to be phenomenal just to close game. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Man, they 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 different, man. <laughs> they man, they different. They different, man. They different, man. Um so I, 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 my I, dog I, Joe Harris. If Joe ain't hitting, they usually lose. But when he hitting, he secures the bag for them. Because the other ones get they get their points, but it's, if he have off night, it just seems like they lose when he doesn't me, he's not let a me, Let me ask you a question, Hawk. And I and I and I, I want to ask you a question, it's a serious question. Because you know how everybody do their top five Mount Rushmore's and all that. Yeah. Right? So one of my guys, um, he picked in his Mount Rushmore. We were, we were similar. He had LeBron, Jordan, mm-hmm. Shaq. He had Tim Duncan. Ooh. In his Mount Rushmore. But Ooh. it's but it's but it, and I said and I had Magic. Okay. So we yeah. Were right. But I had Magic. Who's your Mount Rushmore? I'm just curious because I don't I don't know Mons. if ever. Mine's is Mike. LeBron, I put Wilt in there. I like Wilt over Shaq. And I always get flack for that. But I got Wilt in mine. I got Magic. And then I got Melo in my face. <laughs> 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 oh, shoot, man. My yeah, Tim, Tim Duncan? 
he picked Tim. I love Tim, man. Because he was like, you know, five championships. He dominated his era. Um, but I'm like, high, high in any Mount Rushmore, how can you leave off Magic Johnson? Hey, I got Magic and Miles. Definitely. You can only, you can only have four. I don't, I don't know who my fifth is now I think about it. You don't have five. You only have four in the Mount Rushmore. I know. I'm trying to think of my fifth. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be biased because I put AI in there, but. Um, AI, my guy. You know what I'm saying, but yeah, I, I would just I would I, and I, I asked that question because I was just like um, I just felt like any Mount Rushmore should have Magic and Mike, and um yeah, and for and for a hot take on your next show, uh-huh. I, I I I said to myself, we're doing an MVP, and you may you may you may ban me for your show, but I got Julius Randle. Yo, don't do that because somebody else no, said listen, that to me. Listen, listen, I got Julius Randle, eight. And my MVP battle, he, he's, he's number eight. I got oh, no, somebody, somebody came to me said they will put him number one, and I was like, "Yo, that's crazy." But you know, I, I respect with the Knicks. You know, I didn't know they were top five right now. Yeah, yeah playoffs. I know he had a hell of a year. And his defense, is, his defensive rating is better than Kawhi Leonard's. Oh, that's Shout out to Utah, dad. Doing the damn thing, man. They they balling, bro. Second, they but it ain't sustainable, bro. They gonna, I mean, it's all regular season. They gonna get bounced out. Yeah, you know that guy in LA love to play possum. Yeah, you know I don't, I, I I love Quinn Snyder, but I don't think you talk about the horses. Donovan Mitchell, he's good, but he's not a superstar. You know, Gobert's just okay. They don't got you know? that dude who could. I mean, Donovan showed Denver that the last in the bubble, but it's like you said, like. You gotta be able to do that every series. Every so, series. Every you know series. When we thought when we talk about greats who led their teams to championships, every series it might it might have been one. Like, you mm-hmm. know, Kobe had uh Shaq had Kobe, who was essentially the Spurs killer because Dunk right. gave him. Right. But Shaq put imprints on everyone, then Kobe put imprints on everyone. Magic, imprints, Mike, imprints, LeBron. Like mm-hmm. when we talk about those dudes who led their team. Mm-hmm. I either got to put imprints on every series. Every series, right, right, right. Thanks. And I like, I like Donovan. I think he's, you know, he's, he's, an MVP, he's an MVP candidate. Agreed. In my opinion, Agreed. but I don't think he could take him to the to the promised land. I don't think so. So and Luka, real. I know they mad at Luca for being the star. Yeah. yeah, but Luca, but Luca, man, he he's same way. He, he he's a superstar. He's great. I don't think he can take a team over the top. I don't is Luca? Is Luca? Is should we be giving Luca the Westbrook vibes? All them numbers you ain't winning because he all he always damn near got a triple double. Yeah, he's trending that way, man. He might be trending that way, bro. He's trending that way. Phenomenal player though. He's fun to watch. He's trending That's that way. You know what's coming too. Yeah. Versus Boston last week when he hit back to back. Yeah, he he he's he's he's, he's exciting. I give him a little bit of a pass because of what he did. In that Clipper series, yeah, he killed the two best defenders they say yeah. in the league. He killed them, so yeah. he got a little bit more rope to, to, to work with with me. But you know what's up with them though, man? They them two them two defenders ain't been defending this because remember Kyrie and and Brooklyn, mm-hmm. yeah, both of them look mediocre. This is, this is what I this is what I told people because I'm in a chat with my brother and his friends and all that, and I said PG is overrated. Mm-hmm. That's my he had an offensive year though. He's overrated, man. He's, he's overrated. Hell out the yeah, I mean, I get you, but this year he's shooting the hell out the basketball. His numbers he's putting up far efficiency, but, but I'm he ain't gonna go up in the playoff. Yeah, but he's done that before. 
Oh, yeah, he did that with OKC, what, two years ago, yeah, right? Yeah, he's done that before. But yeah. playoff time come, you know. You right. Where's, where's, where's playoff P at? You know I can, hey, hey, I can't argue with that. You right right there. You know I'm right there front row looking at yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know, I, I don't, I mean. Shout out to Draymond Green, though. He had 19 downs the other night. Draymond, man. Hall of yeah. Famer. Dray, say, say, say it with your chest. Hall of Famer yeah, Draymond Green. Yo, Draymond, you got that subway commercial, man. That's dope. We had 19. First, first ballot. Only you know Hall first of Famer. No, not doing it. I take you on my team, though, Dre. You cool with me, bro. First ballot Hall of Famer, man. <laughs> Trust me. All right, bro. That's my man, Mike. This is not Duke's year. I always keep it real. Yeah, Oklahoma man. football fan. You know what I'm saying? One of my bros closing the show with me. Anything right, you got to say to the fans, man? Nah, next time you next time you bring your ass to... to oh, my bad. You know what I mean? I ain't been hooping, man. Oh, you know what? Huh? Huh? What happened? I said, next time you come, just 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 hit my line, man. You know yeah, my saying? fault. Yeah, yeah, you right. I, I, I should I should have figured that you was gonna be out because you know the priest's birthday and all. I should have yeah. known that, but you know. Now I hit you next time I come through. Absolutely, Definitely. bro. Get up, bro. Absolutely, bro. All right, man. All right, man. Peace. Peace. My dog, Mike. Man, appreciate y'all, man. It's the Ball Hawk Show podcast. Ninety minutes today. Appreciate all my analysts. My dog, Darian, Shake and Bake, uh, Blaze, BJ. Came on, P. Diddy always show up. My man Rock showed up. Um, and y'all, the fans, man, the streams, YouTube, definitely appreciate you, man. We'll upload this soon on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, all the podcast platforms, man. Till next time, man. Good's the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do, man. Ball Hawk, we out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.